Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here. Anita, how are you doing today? I am better than you by the sounds of it. Yeah, well actually, this in this podcast episode, I hardly speak because this voice was worse in that podcast episode but luckily luckily today it'll probably our be our most downloaded ever yeah no it won't well it might be because the, the woman is uh, not because not i'm not on it just because she can talk can't she i didn't oh, no, not just not that really. just because she, she can talk absolutely she knows, knows her stuff, stuff yeah and yeah. she's inspirational and i just think she's she's one of these people where you know if she says to you yeah i'll, I'll just do that you go well, that's done then just like okay here's a here's b i'll just get from a to b and do that yeah. and i'll do it in the best way possible and even if a load of people go actually you should do it like this if she can see a better way then she'll oh, forge ahead and then suddenly they'll all be teaching her way um so yeah it's, uh, inspirational the lady we're going to speak to i've known her for a few years property networking for a while back um but so yeah when i had the really bad throat i thought she'll still be fine because she'll she'll talk for England she'll go for all the stuff we don't have to we don't have to worry about like any awkward silences or anything like that but yeah if you're even mildly interested in property this is 100% one for you isn't it definitely it's um yeah it's really good let's not chat anymore let's get into it let's get into it if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe uh, hello i'm rachel knight so i am a property developer first and foremost although as many of us who came to property during our lives it wasn't what i started out doing i used to work in the credit bureaus and i was a sales director for Experian and Equifax, so I know how to make sure that you get keep your credit score good, which is important, and most important, just on a background thing, make sure that you're not become victim of fraud. Uh, so that was my specialism in the past. However, in 2016, I left the corporate world forever, um, started, I, I already had properties from 2005, I'd been investing in buy to lets but as an amateur landlord. And in 2015, I started getting educated to become a professional investor. How come? Uh, what happened where you, after 10 years? Well, so, went, so actually... yeah, it's a really good, so, so, so I, because I was a sales director, I used to get really good bonuses, annual bonuses. And so what I did for a few years, 2000, so 2005, 2006, I'd get my bonus, I'd put it down on a property, and then I'd, get that property renovated and then rent it out. Um, And so that's how I got into property in the first place because like many people, I thought, well, this is like my pension pot. So even though I'm working in a good job, um, you know, we all know that when you stop working in that good job, your income can stop as well. And it's so funny, I isn't thought, it? When you get a good salary, because that's yeah. like divided by 12 and gets taxed, it's easy to just have a nice lifestyle and spend that. When you get a big chunk of money, you almost go, well, I'm not going to piss this up the wall, am I? I've got to do something Yeah, and, that, and that's, that's what I was doing. I mean, yeah. God sounds very sensible, doesn't it? Yeah, it is very sensible. sensible. I wish I'd done that with my money, I tell you, because I did use this <laughs> film But it, it got me started. And then um, in 2015, my other half said to me, let's go to this thing with this company. Because I think, because he knew he was going to be getting made redundant from his job in, a, in the next few years, because the company was closing down. So he said, let's go and have a look at this property training company and see see what we should do. And he was the one in the room being all cynical, going, I'm not signing up 
I'm not, I think we could do this on our own. And I'm like, I don't care what you're doing. I'm signing up. I <laughs> so he got you there. That, that happens a lot, doesn't it? He got you there. It and does. then you were the one that yeah. got sold. And, Salespeople and get sold easily, don't they? Salespeople yeah, get sold eventually, easily. two years later, he went, I want to do it now with you. And he said, but surely I don't need education as well. But I made him get the education too. So we actually signed up and we got educated over a period of about two years. And we started, I would say, doing it properly. Before, yeah. I'd, I'd not known what areas to get the best properties that cash flowed, the best strategies for cash flow. And now in 2017, we really started our, because because the other thing that happened is just as I got educated, I walked away from my corporate job and started my own consulting company. I was always going to do that. And I was, I was still working, but for myself, and I now needed to get self-employed income for two years to get mortgages. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't start straight away. So in 2017, we really started going for it. And we started building a property portfolio. And you're going to ask me how much it is now and, and how many properties got. 20-something, Not I can't even tell you, 20-something properties. Pretty and um, it's worth about 5 million quid now. Yeah. But it's, and whereabouts know, are they? The East Midlands, because I live in the East Midlands and actually it's a great place to invest, so I don't yeah. need to go anywhere else. But the thing is, I'm an entrepreneur. When I was in the big companies, I was an intrapreneur. So I was always coming up with new things and I'd take new solutions into the UK banks for credit management when I was clear that I've always had new ideas and I, I looked at what people were doing in property, everybody was telling me to go off and do HMOs. But I'm, I'm in my late 40s at this point and I'm thinking, no, that looks like a job to me. Yeah, and it I looks, yeah to, to me, it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. Do you want to explain I'm, what it is in case anybody's listening and they're like, what's an HMO? Yeah, so a HMO is a housing multiple occupation. So like where students live uh, when they're at uni, but, you know... The professionals live in them so it used well. to be called a bed sit back in the day didn't it yeah and now and the, to be fair there still are a lot of them are you know have a ensuite and a, mm. a small kitchenette in them and it, i just i and they were called bed sits in the older days they make great cash flow so this mm -hmm. is not me knocking investors you know if i was probably if i was in younger i might have gone for that strategy but for me i was like no no what I want is single lets because I knew from experience that cash flow and the tenants, you didn't need to be. I mean, I have one HMO and all I can say is it costs more money to run it and there's more damage and there's more tenants turnover in those properties. In your, in your buy-to-let properties, mm. people often come and stay for years so you get to know your tenants. So anyway, my HMO is like that and I think most HMOs are. So literally, I wanted a strategy that didn't exist. <laughs> I wanted a strategy that didn't exist. I love that. I wanted to create single lets, but not one at a time over the next 20 years. That was not my plan. I knew my cash flow number and I wanted to do it through creating single lets where I could buy one and create many. So my second deal in 2017 out of training school was three properties bought at auction, two of which I turned into four flats. So two houses into four flats and one house, the layout wasn't right. So that stayed as a house. And I was determined I was gonna create apartments and title split them so that I could sell them to people like us or to people like our kids who were growing up and yeah. buying their first home. So individual buy to lets, I buy one or buy two, create four. 
I buy one, I create six. And so what, how wide do you have to title split? What For anyone who's like, what? Yeah, so, so the thing is, everybody told me, all of my trainers and mentors in one of the biggest property training companies in the UK, told me, you don't need to do this, you do it later. And I knew, because I'm an entrepreneur, I did all my numbers and I'm really into numbers, and I knew that to get access to the biggest valuations, I needed to do it now, not later. So it was really difficult because I couldn't find the power team professionals across the board who could do this. So everybody now thinks, well, all you need is a lawyer. Oh my goodness, that is not true. That is so not true. The banks didn't understand this. Why would a property investor? So for the people out there who go, but this is, flats have existed on their own, right? For years, let me explain. Developers develop apartments and sell them when they are finished. They title split them or create the leasehold apartment and grant the lease from the freehold upon the sale of the apartment. However, that's not what I wanted to do because that means the access to that money is right down the road. And anybody building a buy-to-let portfolio knows you want to get as much of your cash out of the deal, early doors, or we call it a MIMO, money in, money out. We want as much money out of the deal right at the beginning of the project because we've literally done it, we've we've bought something, we've refurbished it. When we refinance it, we want to get all our money back. So we want to get a free property. I knew that this was the way to get a free property. And I knew that I had to be able to access to the finance based on the individual buy-to-let valuations of each apartment. So you wanted to have a house, but to mortgage it based on what it would be worth when you'd separated it into four. And I, and I literally said, I said, I, I mortgage it individually. So I can yeah. have a, a buy-to-let mortgage on flat one, a buy-to-let mortgage on flat three, a buy-to-let mortgage on flat five i can sell flat two anytime i want to release equity so i wanted access to be able to sell these apartments to retail buyers because Mm -hmm. i knew that would give me bigger valuations and that very first project i did i'm going to give people some numbers now so get a piece of paper because you otherwise it'll just go straight out of your head what i'm saying so if you're on this get a piece of paper or a note on your notes on your phone and actually put this down right so I purchased this property I'm going to get my calculator out now because I bought three and I'm going to do each house was £57,600 that's not a lot of money I, I did really well you won't get that bargain now guys it was in the East Midlands market time. So we need to invent time travel. Yeah, 57 times two but this is only 2017 so it's not yeah. that long ago times two yeah. So the total cost of the houses were 115,000, right? The two houses that I was turning into four flats. I then spent about 95K on converting it. So now we're up to 210,000. So literally, if you add them together, that's 210,000 pounds, right? I then got those valued at 260, and it was actually 65,000 per apartment. So there was one two, three, four apartments at 65,000 each, and that came to 260,000. If I'd have had those as two houses, it cost me a bit more to title split them and turn them into flats because I had to put soundproofing in. Now, the other thing is, I also then rented them out, and each flat at that time was 450. Now, each house, if I'd have kept them as two bedroom houses, these were just one bed flats, each house would have been 550 at the time, and I got 900 for the same building. 
Mm. now because I've turned it into two flats but because I split them you'd still get the rent even if you didn't split them but because I split them my valuation at the time was 65 per house now here's the thing I've just had those revalued four years later and they have grown from 65 per flat to 85 per flat that is 30% growth 30.76% growth over four years in a small market town on the individual buy-to-let apartments. The houses, if I'd have kept them as houses at the same time, would only still be worth about 110 to 120 each. So that would have been 240. That's what they'd be worth now. The four apartments at 85 is worth 340. Who would like the access to the extra equity? I did. I wanted that. But the other thing... This is the really scary thing. And this is the thing that if you've got property investors listening now, I have also had them valued based on rent. Because if I hadn't title split them, they would have done what's called an investment or commercial valuation on the four units as one block, right? So by title splitting them, they're 85 each. By keeping them based on rent, which has only gone up by about 35 to 45 pound per unit, in that period of time, the valuation is still 260. So that means, and by the way, guys, this means that a HMO valuation where the rent hasn't grown massively four years later will be based on rent and yield if it's um, a commercial valuation. So this is bigger HMOs. I wanted access to the bricks and mortar valuation on these apartments and the bricks and mortar valuation has grown by 30% per apartment. The commercial value based on all of them on one mortgage with a commercial bank like Shawbrook or somebody like that yeah. has grown by 0% wow. in four years. Why did I want access to it? Because I knew I wanted access to capital growth. So title splitting is a strategy where you can guarantee to get your money out of the deal if, if the deal can have value added to it, that's the key thing. You've got to be able to buy it and add value to it by refurbishment. You can get all your money out, but more importantly, it gives you access to long-term capital growth. Yeah. That's why the title split. So who would like that 30% across their portfolio versus not percent over the next four years? Now, mm. we might have a different scenario. We have had a period of growth, but I guarantee you, my capital will grow faster than my rent. Yeah, it's a genius strategy. I was determined to do it. And then when I'd done it, and it was difficult, it was so difficult. And luckily, I found a very enthusiastic lawyer who helped me. It wasn't just the lawyer, it was everything. It was the bank we had to persuade to loan the money on it because they didn't really understand why we were doing it. Mortgage brokers, there were just a whole raft of professionals who really didn't understand. So what I decided then was I was going to train other people in the future once I'd done a few more of these to be able to access this capital and rental growth strategy. I must have first met you then around that sort of time when you're not long into your journey of doing yeah. property in this way anyway, 2017 yeah. sort of time. So it has been brilliant to see you, you grow. And I know your personality is like, if someone's going to work it out and make it happen, it's going to be Rachel, 100%. <laughs> but since we've like reconnected and like get Savvy Club, work, work with Rachel and her team and things now, it's interesting to hear how so many people think that they can just hear this now on a podcast and can just go away and try and like piece it together themselves, isn't it? Which you literally can't do. Let me tell you, there is so many ways. I mean, literally one of the things we have is we do have um, uh, 
and you can share this guys with your clients so we do have a feedback go to our website which is um titlesplit.com www.titlesplit.com and you can get a free download there but ultimately this strategy is one of the most complicated strategies out there and it is not something you can do on the back of a fag packet we know this we have power team members who work with our clients and those power team members, that's lawyers and, and all the other professionals that you need to title split, we interview them and finding even lawyers who understand this strategy is nearly impossible mm -hmm. because a lot of the skill sets are lost. Developers don't usually do it. So therefore, even, you know, we recently had one of our lawyers who decided to go on our training because when we first booked him, he said, but all developers in London do do this. No, they do it when they sell something. They yeah. don't do it during ownership. And bizarrely, this strategy works. In, you can find deals for this in London. You can find deals in the southeast. You can find deals. This strategy works best in affluent areas. What other buy-to-let strategy will work best in affluent areas? Because these buildings stay on the market because people don't know what to do with them. And these buildings, if you can take them and turn them into apartments, you can add massive value. But it's not something you can do on the back of a fag packet. It is complicated. Anybody who's listening who has tried to do it will know they end up going around in circles. Do you um, need planning permission to t change it into multiple? Sometimes you need planning permission. Sometimes you don't. Mm. <laughs> Depends. And do you know what? That's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, don't depends. Yeah. When do you split it? There's lots of stages you can split it. And the, and the thing is, the earlier the better. There's people in the market who are saying that you have you can't split it when you purchase it. And that's because they want to sell you really expensive bridging for nine months. But I'll tell you what, you can. You can mm. split it when you purchase it. But you can't split it when you purchase it unless you absolutely know the formula to do it. So I knew from a developer perspective, I knew exactly how to do this because I'd done it, right? But I also wanted a lawyer in my business. So I, what I did is I invited my business part partner, a lady called Harriet Dunn, and she's an ex-30 years of commercial, she had her own law firm doing commercial property, right? So I invited her to be my business partner and... We now train people from the legal perspective and from the developer perspective, and we train them across all. Now, this is the interesting thing. We call it Property Investor Island. Anyone who's been on our training will laugh at this. Uh, we call it Property Investor Island because the only person, that, the person that needs to understand title splitting the most is the developer, me. I need to understand because I need to tell the architect exactly what I need. I need to tell the planning consultant what I'm trying to achieve. I need to tell the lawyer exactly how the leases are gonna work. And I need to tell the, the uh, accountant exactly how it's gonna work. Because what happens is, when you don't know what you're doing, you go to an accountant and they send you down one path. You then go to your mortgage broker and the accountant's path that is sent you round won't work for the bank. You then go to the lawyer and the bank's process that they wanted or the mortgage broker's done will allow you to, to split the titles. And the thing is, all these experts are telling you this is exactly what it's like. That can't be done. That can't be done. Rather than and going, you, you well, I've never seen that circle. done. But, yeah, so you have to know in order to, to go, actually, Yeah, you are, you're going to go around in a circle yeah. like this. And even our clients, if they, if they say to us, well, I've spoken to this solicitor and he says, I've got to leave that mixed-use element on the freehold. Why have you? 
the solicitor says so. Why? And the solicitor doesn't know why they've said that. And I know it sounds crazy. This is, how can I put it? This, this is a strategy that, that technically has been around for centuries, but in because we have freehold and leasehold in England and Wales, right? But reality says, because nobody's done it, the skill sets aren't there. Even to how we do things with the land registry, the skill sets aren't in the land registry. The still skill sets aren't in the legal firms. Some do know how to do it, but many do not. So we, what we do with our clients is we've got a tight, power team and we introduce our clients to that power team but in order to do that of course they come and have training with us and they learn the strategy themselves because then when a solicitor says to them or a, they decide they want to use their own solicitor and the solicitor says something that doesn't make sense they can say no you can do this on purchase yeah. because these people have done it and this is how they've done it right and so we're educating we are educating people within the uh, professional services while well, they come on our training and we're teaching them to do this and you know they can use it as part of their continual professional development CPD because we're CPD accredited so this is what we're doing. And you've actually trained a lot of people to go out and you know make a lot of money haven't you? We have and our clients are doing this and they are making money and if they follow what we tell them to do but it's it's like a minefield title splitting if you take one step off the path that we've asked you to follow you could end up costing yourself a lot of money and people do every day. If they don't, you know, people, one person said to me recently, well, I can get a, a book on Amazon for eight quid on this. Why would I pay for the training? Well, the answer is if you really believe a book on Amazon for eight pounds is going to teach you to do this strategy, then you're kidding yourself because it's not. You know, this is a constant. And they know that really, don't they? Once you know it, you know it, and then you can do it over and over again. And here's the thing, there are lots of these opportunities out there to do it. That's my next question, actually. How do you find them? Right, so uh, we go out. You know what? Some of them exist on Rightmove. We go on auctions. On the training, we give some, uh, we give people some secrets about how to find them, how to analyse them. Because the thing is, the great thing about title splitting is once you know how to do it, you are going to be looking at these deals in a different way to yeah. other investors and working your numbers through in a different way. So here's the thing. We've got clients finding these deals in London. We've got clients finding these deals in the south of England. We've got clients finding these deals in really expensive towns where they thought they could never find a property or afford a property, right? Mm. Because we show them how to split them in a way that makes the deal work. And yeah, I can't say we make every deal work because one of the things we talk about is where the landlord's just asking a ridiculous price on right move and isn't going to achieve it and it's been on the market for ages. But we have we know one just like that, don't we, Anna? Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a property on the market for a million pounds and they bought it for 400,000. So, you wow. know, just it on the market. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, so this can deal. work from two apartment developments up to, we've got clients that were helping them do 20, 30, 40 apartment developments, block, big blocks, you know. Because not only do we show, offer them training, we do offer consultation, but only to our trained clients. There's so much detail in this that the client needs to learn the detail and then if they need further help, consultations available. But we wouldn't teach individually the detail because it's it's complex. You know, yeah, it's really complex. Yeah. I love that you said how important it was to go and be educated and you felt that that was really crucial and then you were like, but I don't want to do it like that because you're not. Well, I, I think there's no, another way. I love thing. that. Yeah, so here's the thing. I did because everything I learned, I use every single day when I'm doing title yeah. splits. But the, but the thing is, they couldn't take me to that next level and show 
showing me how to do it. And I literally was asking my mentors, my coaches, and I was saying, how do you do this? And I'd be running after somebody who'd actually got apartments saying, how do your titles put? And they'd be looking at me like blank, going, well, we don't. We're going to do it later. And I was like, no, you're costing yourself tens, if not hundreds of thousands. I know you are. So I need somebody who's actually doing it. And I couldn't, the first person in my training, because actually Harriet trained me to do commercial property. She's my trainer. And then eventually I invited her into business with me to do title split. And she's the first person I met who understood title splitting like I did. But like in any business, not just yours, um, the people around you and who you can ask and who helps you do what you do is so, so important, isn't it? So that's why you say the half the value of working with you is not just the education, but the access to the people who can actually get the end result exactly who can actually do this um because not everybody can so because because you're doing it all because you're doing it as well all the time it's like there's not going to be any question or any way that somebody phrases something that you've not already heard already so you've got your own individual ones that you've you've done and then because you're coaching everyone you're like oh yeah i've heard that one before it might not have been yours but somebody else has gone for it so you you can help we we know how can i put it we know all the scenarios that you can read that you Mm. can get into there's still stuff that i mean we recently paid for two thousand pounds for um a view on something from the from a barrister that was deep in land register law that you know, we went and paid a barrister to get a barrister's opinion because no lawyer could give us the answer, including Harriet, who is a, who has been a commercial property solicitor. So we were not confident. So with our clients, we're, we're making sure that they are in a position of confidence when they're doing things because UK property law is complicated. The thing is, people can go and pay a lawyer every time to do this, but they've got to have done everything else right. The lawyer has got to understand it from... A, You've got to ask a, the right questions as well. Yeah. Lending perspective, well, that's it. You've got to understand what the bank's going to ask, mm. what the bank's requirements are. You could go and title split something and then not be able to get a mortgage on it. You know, it's, it's scary. It's quite scary. So the training is as much about what you need to do to make massive money out of this as it is about not to make the mistakes to lose a huge not amount of money. Loss. That's the yeah. trouble, isn't it? Yeah. It is potentially risky if you don't do it right. So yeah. we're, okay, we're recording this in, on Halloween, actually. So nearly the start of November 2022. What are your thoughts on, you know, opportunities, the housing market? Like you say, there's been a growth period, but now we're going into like, you know, uncertainty and, and all of that kind yeah. of thing. So what what would your predictions be? So this is purely my view. Yes. I think we're having a massive storm in a teacup, right? So in 2008, I worked in the credit bureaus. Can you imagine the horror, the terror, yeah. the the word on the street? I was right in the horse's mouth because people were stopping doing credit applications. People were losing their homes. You know, the world was ending, right? Now, when we look back on that in terms of house price growth, and I've literally done this in the last few weeks for our clients where I've looked and, and we have a masterclass that people can come on and it literally shows, sorry, that was my PA just uh, asking me, Holding a cup and asking if I wanted a drink. <laughs> yeah, for tea. Best PA ever. <laughs> She's eight. She knows I need I need I need just some tea sometimes. I'm happy yes. then starting the office with tea. <laughs> so um literally in 2008 there was this whole big, oh my god, the world is ending, the sky is falling in, it's gonna be terrible, it's gonna be the worst recession we've ever had, the financial crisis. Now, when you look back on that, it was a very small blip in the house price growth in the UK. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, 
if I remember the numbers on the top of my head, average dropped by about 10,000 max. So from 1992, because I literally did this a few weeks ago, to now, house prices have grown from 52,000 average in the UK to 257,000 average in the UK, and that was quarter two through 2022. That's massive, wow. isn't it? This that can't up to it, can it? Well, can it? If I went back another 30 years, it did it there as well. Yeah. I just so can't imagine, got... like, a little one-up, one-down, like, terrace yeah. being a million quid soon. <laughs> just bizarre house pricing much higher in london than it is in the rest of the uk so it has hasn't it it's continued to grow london's higher than the rest of the uk so my view is we'll have we're going to have a correction and house prices will go down a bit i think all this about interest rates they are going to go up but the panic attack that's happened in october caused by stupidity and markets caused by a government making the wrong decision and markets, sorry, calling them stupid, but it was a bit of a ridiculous thing to come out and change the world in one single day without any fact to back it up. The markets yeah. are clearly going to react to that. We've already seen that start to stabilise. The, the, they're, um, they're already saying that the interest rates aren't going to be anywhere near as high, high as they were predicting they were going to be four weeks ago. So what mm. I think is we're going to get more realistic interest rates going forward. From a landlord's perspective, I hate to say this, if you're a renter, I understand it from both points of view. But the fact is that landlords need to put the rents up. You can't leave a tenant in your property for 10 years and not put your rent up. That is not good business. Has anything else in the UK not gone up in the last 10 years? Yeah, we all support small business owners, shops who have had to put their prices yeah. up. Yeah, well, a landlord no, no, is like vilified to. for doing the same. Yeah, so you've got to put your rents up. In You know, I'm, I'm not going to say it in line with inflation when it's ridiculous, but if you'd been putting your rents up by 2% a, a year it, with the average inflation over the last 10 years, you wouldn't see this big gap now in what you're rent you get in for your property and the, the actual price of the market which also is a gap for your tenant if they need to try and find somewhere else to live yeah. Yeah. so we've got to put rents up at a sensible rate in line with inflation usually that doesn't mean if it's 14 percent, we put them up by 14 percent. but we do need to be sensible you are running a business but at the same time we are providing homes to people who otherwise would not have homes because if the, if the private rented sector didn't exist, I dread to think what would be happening to people. Living with a mum. <laughs> well, they'd have to live with a <laughs> Well, not everybody can do that. No, day. not everyone can, no. But you're right. I think where it goes wrong is those landlords that don't put it up a tiny bit each year. Yeah. And then they go, and, oh, and, and here's the thing. And also repair their properties. Because there's a lot yeah. of landlords still out there who think, oh, if I don't put the rent up, they won't hassle me for the for the. It's like yours, Anna. You've just had to separate yours because they're not done it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, can you hear me yeah. all right? We've got, to, no, we've got to put our... We've got to put our rents up. We've got to keep our properties in a really high state of repair. I, I don't want my tenants living in a property I wouldn't want to live in. So, you know, we keep the repairs up. Um, you know, we go in and redecorate. Five years later, the kitchens might be getting replaced or however long they need to be. So ultimately, you know, it's about being sensible. So my view is we are going to have a correction in pricing. Do I think it's going to drop by 60%? No. Do I think that the media blow everything out of proportion? Yes. 
Um, yeah, do well, I think they do. I tell you, they do because they keep talking about how no one can afford to put the heating on and no one can afford to eat and all of that. And they went out yesterday or tried a bit hungover. My husband and I thought, oh, we'll just go out for a nice Sunday lunch. We must have gone to like four or five village pubs because we hadn't booked and they were all like, sorry, fully booked, fully booked, fully. Yeah. And we ended up yeah. in crappy Pizza Express because they were <laughs> chocker everywhere. And I was thinking, well, and this is just, you know, a Leicestershire village, you know, a few villages we went around. So it's not even like, Mayfair or anywhere like that yeah. yeah people are clearly and prices have gone right up Still spending money, they, yeah. yeah it's not yeah it's not holding people back so it's you know the average person it's not still quite as bad as the media make out yeah yeah so still so so we can't believe all we're hearing so yeah we'll get a correction we will have higher interest rates where they'll end up I don't have a crystal ball but I expect if I'm going to get a mortgage in eight months time I might be looking at getting a a fixed rate of 5.5% for five years instead of getting a fixed rate of 3.5%. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, so I, I don't, I don't, I think when it settles down, we'll move into a new normal. I, I think there's some, there's some things that are out of our control, like the war in Russia, you know, with Ukraine and stuff like yeah. that. But this is like another 2008 where when we look back yeah. in history, it will be a blip. Not a lot, yeah. So what would your advice be to say if someone's got a, I'm thinking like, you know, people that inherit portfolios or they've got a big portfolio and they're thinking, I could probably title split some of my properties that I've just run, how I bought them, I'm running them exactly the same way. What you know, would be the first I think I could do mine. You know, if you've got, so know. for example, so here's the thing, in an article for, and I know you're in Leicester now and parts of that going to article four i've always yeah. invested in Nottingham. what's article four and article four is um it's a good question anita it's where the council removes permitted development rights and usually it's to stop people doing hmos in areas right my house that i've just done um three new apartments in nottingham i can say the numbers so um i'm buying them for 255 on the day i purchased them this is the stuff we teach people to do on the day I purchased them, they're worth four six five, even though I'm buying them for two five five, and it's cost me about one hundred and thirty. We're just finishing off, just put carpets and blinds in. We're just finishing off, cost me about one hundred and thirty for refurb. So you want to do those numbers two five five plus one thirty, that's three eight five. And the day I buy it, it's worth four six five on the valuation. Yeah, and because you're buying it. At a later date, you don't get capital gains tax on that, do you? Or do no, you? I'm, it's, I'm buying in a company, so there's no capital oh, okay. gains tax, but it's the company. Because that's the other so, side in terms of education. Whole, how do you structure yourself? Oh, yeah. How do you just make sure you don't get then stung by getting all this profit and then watching it all go over to the tax yeah. man? Well, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the tax man can do it once. Ca corporation tax is going up to 25%, so you will be paying 25%. Uh, well, it is today. I don't know what's going to happen when Mr. Sunak does the budget. In a That's the bad week. thing about podcasts. We always have to yeah. like time stamp it and say, this is the time. Yeah, it is today. So <laughs> today I think it's the bad thing about the climate at the moment with things being so changeable. Yeah. yeah. I think, you, I think what the was, politicians have told you is going to happen. I think you was going to uh, explain Article 4. So I think you got yeah, away. So I just don't want someone to be sat there going, what? You, you have no permitted development rights, so I cannot turn... A, a semi-detached house into a HMO. So parts of Leicester are going that way, Nottingham's that way, lots of councils have, but other councils don't have it. So where councils have got Article 4, which I have in Nottingham, I have three flats and each one is two bedrooms. I can rent two bedrooms to two different people in one flat where they pay the bills, not me. 
This is really important at the moment with the cost of energy. And then I can rent two flats to two people in the next flat. And I can rent to two people in the next flat. So that's six individual renters in three completely separate title split apartments. And that is a six-bedroom HMO, isn't it? You can't do that if it was one house, can you? No way. No way. So there is ways. Because so, it's over, is it over five? Is, is that what it so is? So if a savvy investor, this is the Get Savvy Club, if uh -huh. a savvy investor wanted to go and develop one of these buildings and turn it into apartments, they future-proof their individual capital growth, but they can still run it like a HMO for the cash flow. That's the way to do HMOs in the future. Yeah. Why? Because your HMO valuation coming right back to my so in article four you can't do hmos at all if i'm doing a two-bed flat there is no license required for two people sharing anywhere yeah. it's not law so right? why yeah. don't councils want hmos in their area uh well if you go to an uh, some of the areas in nottingham and look at the student i mean the 70 plus thousand students in nottingham i went to nottingham the streets streets of student houses they're the uh, antisocial behaviour, sorry, this is not me knocking students because young, lots of young people, doesn't matter what, what they do, but lots of young people are people sharing, creates rubbish, creates noise, there's parties, and they these are in, fam they want family houses in the area instead. Yes. Right, so um, it makes sense. So councils like Nottingham are pushing to, to get rid of the HMOs in these areas. They'll never go completely because people like students love living in them. But ultimately, from a property investor perspective, we need to create good cash flow in our portfolio. And that's never been more important than it is now interest rates are rising. That makes it even more important. We need to create homes for people to live in. So that's important. And we need, and this is the bit that's missing from a lot of people's portfolio, we need to have access to long-term capital growth because what what will happen is your portfolio is not capital growing, right? And you're, you've only got commercial valuations across your whole portfolio. They only grow in line with rent. And you yeah. do if you are in that situation and we get this correction and prices drop, you might not even be able to get the mortgage that you got last time on the property. So the mm. biggest reason to title split is to get access to long-term capital growth and make sure that you can, you know, get the right mortgages at the right loan-to-value because you're, you, your capital is growing. Yeah, yeah I, what I love about it is um, then your flexibility as well because then you've not got one big property you've got five, like you say five so if you want yeah. a bit of cash for something sell one do something else with it so. that's it that's it i mean literally every time i do a property i buy one i do four five six flats buy one four flats buy one yeah. four flats that way i'm going to get to my cash flow figure much faster or the investor is going to get to their cash flow figure much faster and so you talked at the beginning of the podcast that you know your cash flow number what is a cash flow number and how do you so so it? so for people everybody has a number that they need to achieve to in order to be able to survive and live without mm -hmm. going to work and exchanging their time for money so therefore the cash flow number is your number so okay, yeah. if your number's £10,000 a month, it is 10, that, that's what we call financial freedom. Financial freedom is that my cash flow is coming into my bank account 
without me physically going to work today to make it happen, right? The dream. And then when that's happening, you can do something you love doing for a living rather than, I mean, I, I, you know, us running this training company and doing what we're doing is not, it's amazing, it's fun. It's what I always knew when I was 22, I wanted to do when I was 52, it's amazing. That that is. It's that funny is. the journey you take to get there, isn't it? But you can't yeah. end up where you wanted to be. Because when I um, was like leaving corporate and looking around thinking, what do I want to do? I've always been quite interested in, um, I've always been in marketing. So I've always been quite interested in lecturing in marketing. So I looked at that and they're like, oh, you need a teaching qualification. You know? And I was like, oh, not go back to college. I'll just carry on. And now, funnily enough, Dumontford University just to go in and lecture at the Masters on social media. So I'm ending up doing that. And yeah. you know, when you do it once, no doubt, more opportunities will come. Yeah, which yeah. Is I've just taken a circuitous route is, to yeah. get there, which means it, I don't need to go and do like, yeah. you know training to be a teacher or whatever the qualifications and it's so funny are. Because experience like, overtakes training yeah exactly yeah because yeah, yeah, literally i've got like a b-tech in performing arts and we're gonna go and like teach a master's which is funny so that, yeah, hopefully, because, hopefully i'll have a voice yeah but this that's amazing but that's because what you do is at the cutting edge of what's happening yeah so they can't keep up can they with books they can't keep up with books that's yeah, always a new button and, and, and we're at the cutting edge in title splitting. Yeah. You know, this strategy can be taken all over the world where there's freehold or leasehold. Yeah. And we are at the cutting edge of doing it. And we've had to design the processes, not because we're geniuses. They simply didn't exist. So and you do it day in, day out, like that eight pound book that someone's bought yeah. is not even relevant. The, the day that got printed, is not even relevant anymore because something's changed, hasn't it? Yeah, it's just a, another marketing tool, the book, really. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's like it's like if we do a book now, which we could do, um, it, it's a marketing tool. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, it's don't, just don't a way of us about people books. interested in marketing. So we do, we work with quite a few property professionals, actually, because the other side that we see is that you can go and get all this training um, and want to get into property and understand what you need to do. But then finding those opportunities and becoming that visible go-to person in your area, social media is your best friend for doing that. Yeah. Um, but again, that's why we help people who have kind of been along your journey to go out yeah. and, and be that person so that deals are coming to them. Yeah, absolutely. You've got, you've got to be out there. Um, and people say to me, well, how do I find that? Most of my deals are off market, but yeah. I know exactly what I'm looking for. And what we do when people come on our training is we teach them exactly what to look for, what price they should offer, what a bank's going to value it at. Yeah. We then teach them how to title split it. We teach them how to manage their power team professionals who really will derail them and send them off down all sorts. With, not on purpose, mm. just... No, the professional knows his bit or her bit that they know. It's not their job to know everything. And that's why the property investor needs to be in the center of everything. And they're the ones who need to know how it all works. If you don't, at the end of the day, you're the one taking the risk financially. So, yeah, you know, you've absolutely. only got yourself to blame if you're not fully in control of the whole process, managing all the people exactly. and you're just taking everybody else out of their word when who knows yeah. what they don't know. It's true, and it's massive, and it, and it's the savings alone. One of the things we do is we guarantee people who buy our mastermind program their money back if they don't get it back on the first deal because they will. They'll just get it yeah. back with how we show them how to save money on tax. But also, like you say, you've paid £2,000 for a barrister to give you advice on something, and now you've got that, you can share that. And so not every yeah, individual has to go and share it. beyond that. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean to your clients so that they yeah. don't have to go and spend the £2,000 individually. So that's the power of yeah. you know, having the right team around you. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely.
it's fascinating stuff. So two questions we always ask all of our guests are, firstly, because we're the Get Savvy Club, what makes you savvy? And you can take that any way you like. Well, I'm savvy because I always look for a better way to do things and do not follow the crowd. So I'm a leader rather than a follower. And I find new ways to do things that help people make money and help me, well, hang on, first off, help me make money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I help use that to help other people make money. So I think that's why I'm savvy. Um, And new title splitting was the absolute way forward utopia for property developers because it gives us cash flow and capital growth. And so many develop, so many property people think they can only have cash flow, but but hang on, I am gonna I'm gonna tell you now in the in the uncertain times we've got ahead of us, where pricing may drop a little, um, banks are raising interest rates. Your LTV, your capital growth, is even more important to the ability to manage your portfolio. Yeah. So that's why I'm savvy. And it's those leaps forward that you can then take out and use to finance other deals. And it's almost yeah. self-financing, isn't it, after a while? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the second question is to recommend a book. Right, I've got, can I say two? Yes, of course. So, the, the, and both are completely opposed to each other. So I will recommend Rich Dad, Poor Dad because mm-hmm. it's about understanding. I'm sure lots of people have recommended that book. Yeah. If you haven't read that book by Robert Kiyosaki, I would recommend that book because it teaches you why it is important to go and find assets that give you income on top of the assets rather than just rely on your job to pay your future. Because one of our target audiences is, is people who are heading towards retirement or heading towards thinking about how they're going to get out of their job. Retirement isn't an age thing, it's a number thing, right? I.e., if I want to retire at 40, not me, I'm not. I'm past 40, but somebody wants to retire at 40, what is it they've got to do to replace their income? And what they need is cash-flowing assets, right? So they have to have cash-flowing assets. They have to have a way of replacing their job income with cash-flowing assets that will give them it's not completely passive, but that give them income while they sleep. It still comes into the bank account, right? So that's the first one. So I think I recommend that book, which is by Robert Kiyosaki. The other one is a completely different level because I'm quite a spiritual person myself. So it's not all about money. It's about doing what's right. Um, at the moment, I'm just looking to put three Ukrainian families into my apartments oh. because – um, they can't credit check in the UK and these people are in desperate need. Uh, they've got to be able to afford to pay their rent, but but that doesn't mean they can't credit check because they've only been here six months, you know. Yeah. So they don't have a credit profile in the UK, so they can't go to a letting agent who would just screen them mm. straight out, yeah. which to me is wrong. Mm. Um, so I'm very spiritual as well and I believe in doing the right thing. So a book that I really love and, and changed my life really when I understood sort of understood it is a book called Celestine Prophecies oh, by yes, a guy yeah. called James Redfield and that was an amazing spiritual book and so where can people find out more about title splitting and about your company and your training yeah so if you come along to our um titlesplit.com website they can come along there but I will also share a link with you ladies so you can share it with this podcast we'll so put it in the show can- notes on the podcast yeah Oh, yeah, so you put it in the show notes on the podcast. So I'll, I'll send that across to you today, um, a link so that you ladies can share it on the podcast and they can just 
use the barcode or the link on there, click on the link on there, go in. We'll give them a free download. We have a masterclass. Not, it's only £37 we offer it for, so it's not much. So they can find out more about how title splitting can increase their wealth. Um, and how they can get started doing it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. So, told you that was really good. Um, What an interesting woman and inspirational. I think that we meet so many business people these days who start off doing one thing and then just have a complete change of career and just end up... I think it's about the person you are, isn't it? So it's not, it doesn't matter that you completely change career um, and just find something you're really good at. It's that you are a person that is a successful person and they will be successful in whatever it is they choose to do. And I think Rachel is absolutely one of those. Just, she knows her stuff. She couldn't possibly tell you everything in a short podcast and obviously why would she because she sells this stuff so have a look at the show notes if you are interested I think she has some um some like freebies or some like cheaper products to so you can just find out a little bit more and see if it's for you but why wouldn't you just go okay I'm just going to go make a shit ton of money in property and then that's going to be my retirement let's not let's not rely on the state pension anymore or even being able to use our salaries to pay the bills but let's think about you know having another income source and make that as easy as we possibly can have a look at the show notes click on the link and find out a little bit more about her yeah if you want to win the book that she recommended she recommended two books didn't she yeah poor dad classic but also there was another one wasn't there which i did scribble down but i don't know where it is but was it the celestine prophecy or not yeah you wrote that one before yeah i reckon i have can't remember because um i read so many books and um of my age can't remember anything anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh and my age yeah (laughs) it's going to be like the the catch-all excuse for everything that i either do wrong forget to do or you know whatever jail free card anyway another awesome podcast episode i think you'll agree so um whatever it is you're doing for the rest of the day have a good one and we will see see you soon see you next time bye bye Bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club. 